All right, welcome back to Building a Fighter. My name is Dr. Austin Shane, sports chiropractor in Scottsdale, Arizona. With me, as always, badass strength coach in Denver, Colorado, Alex Friedman. Today, this is January 1st. This is the New Year's resolution time, and we're going to talk about how do you align the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and trying to increase holistic wellness in your life that's going to benefit you alex yeah man like i think we were kind of thinking along the lines of new year's resolutions along the line of like new year new me type stuff but a lot of times that that's bullshit right like we're not actually (laughs) making good changes yeah we're (laughs) not gonna stick to our resolutions like and i think we can capitalize on a lot of the motivation and inspiration that's in this moment but then we have to transition that into a real life change. So what we landed on was kind of aligning your holistic health and how you can better live that life that puts your mental, physical, emotional health together and in a a functional and happy way. You mean you can't just say new year, new me and everything gets better. You can't go to the gym for January and then quit. (laughs) Buy a gym membership at EOS for $5 and then you never show up ever again. Forget to cancel it and just waste your money. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, what what are some of the first steps at trying to combine everything? Because you're – for the viewers or for the listeners, Alex is somebody that I admire because he's been able to really find out what he likes, why he likes it, and align his life in a very, very, I guess, like – holistic way to keep on the same versus like me i i just go go like i i just fucking go at shit but there's not a lot of i guess holistic wellness in there it's just mm-hmm. i grind myself into the ground and i love doing it but there's not a lot of leeway here and there so alex how do you kind of schedule shit well i can appreciate that you you see that in me because i don't always feel it myself but um it's not easy man like i think First off, you have to be critically self-aware. Like that's the 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 thing that really opened my eyes, I guess. Um, when we were in college, and I, I started to realize, like, all right, I'm not going to wrestle in the Olympics. I'm not going to do this. Like, what else is part of my yeah. identity? Like, what else am I interested in? How how else can I function as a human? And and I owe a lot of that insight to my wife, Mary, who really opened my eyes to you know enjoying other things, not strictly being disciplined exclusively, right? which now I think that almost lack of discipline or that regression from the, the strict, stricter wrestling lifestyle has helped me benefit more from my training, right? Because when I'm there, I'm there 100%. It's not like I'm just going through the motions or like, oh, I have to go to this next practice. God damn it, I have to do this, you know? Um, so being critically aware and really emphasizing where you can spend your time better, not just spend your time. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing, too, that I'm always aware of. And I phrased it a little bit wrong there. But am I somewhere to spend my time there? Is it a one way transaction? Or am I somewhere to invest my time and get back what I'm putting in? Right? right. Like going to jujitsu class and getting good roles is a good investment of my time, because I'm building a skill that I love, I'm having fun. And I'm not doing it so monotonously or disciplinely or too consistently where I don't like it anymore. Right. Like, uh, going to my job, keeping things fresh and entertaining for my clients and myself, that's investing my time because then I'm getting better at my craft and the, 
the people that I'm working with are getting their fitness and goals, right? Um, versus spending my time like, all right, you know, go to the movies, you know, every weekend, you know, it's right. a one way transaction, right? Or sitting on the couch watching Netflix, that's a one way transaction. Or mm-hmm. even like I said, you can get those positive habits into a spending mindset as well, right? Like, all right, I've gone to jujitsu five times this week. I'm going to go to open mat just because I feel like I have to. And I'm going to get some bullshit rolls. And then, you know, I didn't get better for it. I almost wore my body down more and now I'm mentally burnt out. Yeah. That's a one-way transaction there too. Yeah. I So I like that a lot. I like the investment mentality because the one thing that investment is, is there's not a lot of short-term gains in the investment world. Like sometimes there are and those are going to be right. like – like the GameStop cases and shit like that, where you're making a fuck ton of money right away. You mean, you mean cheating part, and insider trading? <laughs> yes. Um, but for the most part, investments are going to be more of a long-term strategy. You know, right. there's going to be delayed gratification on the back end. It actually like it. It has a direct parallel to like what we do with building a fighter. Where right now we're planning for five to ten years down the road versus just the short-term benefit. Yeah. And if you take an investment mindset and know that you're not always going to get instant gratification, you're not going to always get that immediate thing that if you spend your time like a movie where you get instant gratification, you fucking love the movie. It's a great movie and you get immediate gratification on it. If you take those two hours and you and you spend it or I guess invest it elsewhere, you might not get the same immediate gratification, but it as long as you're investing it well, or as long as you're trying to make sure it's a good investment and you're actually putting time and fostering that growth, it's going to give you a holistic benefit further down the road that is going to be typically, hopefully, if you, if you are doing it in the right way, 10, 15, 20, 100 fold to what the immediate gratification would give you. Right. And then even to stay on the investment idea or type of way to pursue your goals, a good investor and a good portfolio has many different stocks, Mm -hmm. right? You're not just exclusively into one. And like, and again, in some extreme cases, you are going to be right. Like top 15 in the UFC, like pretty much their whole investment is towards MMA, right? (laughs) Um, But for, for most people, an investment portfolio has multiple different skill sets that ultimately you can add into one or you can really gain and win from into one, like, you know, my investment into jujitsu, my investment into wrestling, my investment into personal growth, my investment into my happiness with my health and family are all going to lead to success for building a fighter. Mm -hmm. But those are five different stocks and and bonds that I hold, right? And that I have to give adequate attention to. And, you know, I hate this term, but for lack of term, balance out. Right. Everybody talks about this game of balancing, balancing, balancing. And the one revelation I've had for balancing, especially in 2022, is like balancing is a never ending game. You're never going to have one set schedule, one set, you know, correct distribution of attention and purpose and meaningfulness and whatever. And then you're done like Mm -hmm. that doesn't work because you live in an ever shifting and dynamic context of your life, period. So you're going to have to adjust and adapt and rebalance and and find it there consistently, like throughout your whole life. So um, I guess that's one one of the significant points. Like it's okay to have multivariable interests and stocks and bonds, 
And then you have to be able to dynamically adjust and float your focus and attention between all of them to achieve like the, this fluctuating state of balance, quote unquote. Right. And that's such a hard concept for perfectionists to get. Oh, dude. Right. Um, it, which, which I would consider myself for the most part, a perfectionist. Like I, balance is never going to be one static posture, like you were saying, right? It's, right. it's always got to be, it's a spectrum, just like everything else in life. There's not a black and a white, there's a gray, a big shade of gray in the middle. And balance has to ebb and flow and it has to be all these different things. But that's, in my mind, as soon as I say that, I'm like, that's such a fucking cop-out answer. Why can't you find balance? Why can't you find perfect balance? And it's it's a thing that for holistic wellness, which is what we're talking about, you have to be okay with. Because as soon as you become okay with, there's never going to be a perfect scenario. There's never going to be a perfect, there's never going to be a perfect schedule. Like we True. talk about scheduling all yeah, the time. Yeah. And Absolutely, yeah. There's never a perfect schedule. What we're saying is just our thoughts. We don't even know if they're perfect or not. We think they're the best likelihood that we can go after, but there's never going to be a perfect. And once you realize that and you realize that you have to always go up and down and ebb and flow and try to understand the waves that with you go through life, I think it allows you to be a little bit more on the holistic side and take into everything into account just as one, instead of just one main thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like how many times do we say it depends? Right. Like, yeah. like there's no one perfect, one perfect way to do anything doesn't exist. Um, but then, you know, to add another cliche and we're going to see how many new year's cliches we can add to this All podcast, the, the wholehearted, like sell out, buy in, do all of this for one main goal, right? That idea is so attractive and sexy and glorified, especially in our culture. Right. But it's not sustainable or realistic, you know, well, like to be fair, sometimes it is. Sometimes you get with that idea, you get Elon Musk. If it Musk's. works out, it works out. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it could work out. But if we're playing, like, for the most part, I like to play statistics. Sure. If we're playing the statistics, there's only a very subcategory of humans that are elite yeah. that can do that and it, and it pays out for. Yeah. If we're talking to the masses right now, which is what we are, for the most part, you need to be diversified. Like sometimes you hit it big, you get the Apple stock in 1990 and it fucking goes up to a billion dollars, right? But those people that did the exact same thing with, I don't know, like like I my first ever loss in the stock market was fucking uh, Canon. Yeah. I thought there's no way that Canon's going to go down. It was right after 2008. I, my dad put some money into my portfolio. Let me, I love the stock market. He's like, go nuts, see what you can do. I made a fuck ton of money right away. And then I threw everything into Canon and it just fucking tanked. Because I, di I, I didn't see the smartphone uh, camera becoming taking over. If you throw all your money in one thing, it has the opportunity to fucking skyrocket. But it also has the opportunity to fucking tank. And that's yeah, and not that, realistic. And that's not sustainable. But that's your general risk-reward type relationship. You know, higher risk, higher the reward, right? That, that, that's mm -hmm. how a lot of the stock market, that's how a lot of this, these actions play out. And that's the, the relationship that we accept. But... I guess my point is more to like to the emotional or to the the emotional pull on things, right? Like motivation and inspiration are super high on like an emotional scale, right? Like those mm -hmm. things can hit you really hard. But the more often you get that and the more inspired or more um like gravity those things hold, the less sustainable they are, right? Like yeah. when you're the most inspired or the most motivated, is probably when you're the least disciplined, 
That makes sense, right? Like you're rip raring to go. You watch, you know, some Instagram reel of some motion, like inspirational talk and things like this. And like, you're ready to go. It's like, but is that going to be there every Monday for the next three months? Yeah. And, and like, it's not, you know? So, um, again, I was talking about cliches. Here's the cliche, you know, motivation is temporary. Discipline yeah. is what's going to take you there for the long haul. Right. So like, talking about balance, let's balance out that, that scale of inspiration to discipline, to motivation, right? Like you can't exclusively be, um, inspired every second of the day, but also you can't be a slave to your discipline and like, all right, it's, it's eight Oh two in the morning. This is what I do at eight Oh two in the morning. That's not uh, sustainable either. Mm-hmm. So everything in moderation for, uh, well, oh. I, yeah, a whole circle. I would yeah. say consistency is like we say, we say it in the sure. training realm of consistency is key, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 the exact same thing through everything in life. Like a mm-hmm. we, I just watched a, um, and I, I recommended to Alex. I think he watched it. Uh, what was the? There was a mental health documentary on Stutz, 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 Stutz. on Netflix that I that I really liked, and I thought he had actionable steps. And one of the things he uses for his patients is he's there's consistent work every day. Mm-hmm. consistently trying to get better at at least one thing. And yeah. I think one of the one of the main parts of a holistic wellness mindset or or trying to accomplish your goals or trying to do anything great in life is identifying what you hold most valuable. Yeah. Like for me, like business development and business success success is a large portion of my life. That's something that I hold extremely valuable and extremely um dear to me. So then I need to do something consistently to try to get better at that goal. If I don't, then it's going to hurt me. It's actually working against what I want to do, but I need to plan that out knowing that my plan is never going to be perfect. But if I don't have a plan, if I just know my plan is never going to be perfect and I freestyle it, that's when I'm going to fall off. So if I plan it out and then if something gets in the way here and there, not a big deal, but maybe in my schedule for business development, I have for purely marketing standpoints, 10 hours a week that I have dedicated to that. And I Mm -hmm. focus on that and maybe I only get eight hours one week, but I have a set plan that's going to help me overall climb towards my goal forward. Yeah. Well, and I think you hit on a a big topic there. Um, The work's never done, right? Like consistency and like persistence and things like there's a lot of these games I want to say, because I, you know, looked at a book. I can't say I read it. I didn't read this book. It's a Simon Sinek book. It's called the infinity game, right? There are these games in life that are just never over like mental health, you know, you know, balancing your perfect schedule, you know, finding Mm -hmm. balance in your life, period. Um, physical health, you know, you know, martial arts for a lot of people, this is a never ending game. There's always a new avenue to explore. There's always a way to get better. There's always the next thing. Like, it's that's one of my favorite things about the weight room that I tell people is like, it's not like you come to the weight room, you can deadlift 500 pounds, you're done. No more benefits from the weight room. It's you accomplish that goal, <laughs> check it, never have to step foot in the weight room again. Like that doesn't happen. Same yep. thing in MMA. It's like, all right, I can transition to an arm bar. It's not like you're done. Like, the, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, of multivariable things. So it's not just seeing those, but it, truly accepting those tasks, right? Like, mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to be a a thing that I consistently have to work on and I'm going to plan to put work in on this. And then I think that can lead to a healthier standard, a healthier uh, operating 
procedure, if you will, in your life, right? Like eating healthy, you know, like I'm not done. I can't have a perfect week of eating healthy, checks the box. Okay. See, I don't have to put this effort in any longer. You know, it's like, and same way on the other side, it's like, I had a horrible weekend. I ate like shit the whole time. I drank a lot, whatever. You're not doomed forever. You know? So I think understanding that you're playing the long game and that the more consistently good decisions that you can make, the better you are. And that those consistently good decisions compound, right? I make one good decision. It's easier to make the next good decision, right? Like um, one thing I use specifically in my life a lot is like at the end of the day, you know, I've coached six, seven sessions, whatever. It's like, all right, I got to go jujitsu at 530. Man, I'm kind of tired. I really don't want to. But I know one, if I go to jujitsu, I'm going to feel better after it. I'm not going to feel defeated in that mindset. Two, I just had a good training, so I'm going to make sure that I'm hydrated. I have a good, healthy meal after. I'm going to make sure I get my fueling in, where if I blow jujitsu off, that good, healthy meal is probably going to turn into what's convenient and what is immediately available, which is, you know, Chick-fil-A or some other bullshit. So it's like Mm, I made a good decision. Yeah, right. The next good decision is easier to make because you're consistent or disciplined in the first good decision. And so those things compound on themselves and that's how you get to really high performance. Yeah. And one thing moving off of that, that I feel like people either forget or don't want to talk about or don't understand is that if you have goals, there's always going to be sacrifices to those goals, right? There's always going to be things that have to give, like you're giving up the immediate mouth pleasure of Chick-fil-A because you want to make a better decision in your mind, a better decision also in my mind of I'm probably, I need to fuel after my workout or I need to fuel my body because I just pushed it hard. Right. Right. You're giving up that immediate mouth satisfaction or satisfaction of the Chick-fil-A or of the pizza hut or of the Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. And that's for a bigger goal. This goes back to goal recognition and understanding what you want to do, right? An easy example right. is you have the fighter that wants to, or let's say a college wrestler. You have a college wrestler that wants to be on the podium in March. They, they want to be an All-American. But in order to get there, there's going to be sacrifices you need to make. And unfortunately, sometimes there's going to be some things that you're going to have to give up right? Like if you say you want to be an all American, that's truly one of your main goals that you want to accomplish in 2023, then you're not going to be able to go out to the bars with your friends as much. And that has to be something you understand. And if you don't understand that it's going to lead to a holistic wellness negative because you're, you're mentally not going to be as happy. You're emotionally, or you're emotionally not going to be as happy. But if you understand that at the start, if you know that this is what it's going to take for me to get there and you really thought out your goals and what you're going to have to do, then you understand that that's just a part of the process, right? Right. So it's, you have to be okay with, if you have something in your head that you want to accomplish, that other things have to give to get there. And that's just a holistic spectrum as well, right? If you're investing more time into one thing, your time has to be taken away from another thing. You can't just consistently make more time. Right. And, and, a trap that a lot of people I see fall into with that is they fail to make the differentiation between the long-term goal and the short-term action. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like my goal, let's say, you know, let's say I'm a freshman in college this year. My goal 
for my sophomore year is to be an All-American. Like yeah. I, I've got the lay of the land. I kind of know what's going on in college wrestling now. And it's like, all right, I know that I'm not the starter on my team this year. I know this and that. But next year when I'm a sophomore, I know that I can All-American. Okay. Yeah. Or I can at least qualify for the national tournament or whatever. We have to balance this again for, for that word is my long-term goal. I have the vision for that. I can see the process in a long-term spectrum, but I can't take my short-term actions based on that vision, right? Because mm-hmm. if I take my short-term actions, I think, all right, the next two, three months of the season, I know I'm not the starter on my team. I know I'm not going to national, so I can just sandbag the rest of the season. I'll, get, I'll just get through it, right? Like that doesn't match up with your vision because you know that that vision is too far removed to take really actionable steps on. We have to have the short-term intention and the short-term mindset of I'm going to get better in this day to accomplish that long-term vision. It's not out of grasp when you realize that in the short term, I have to work towards that. So that's where your sacrifice happens. That's where your work can become intentional. That's where we have to match up the short-term action and sacrifice to match the long-term vision. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, there's all this media out there on goal setting, quote unquote, what's a good goal, blah, blah, blah. A good goal is something that you work towards in the short term, but also carries you in the long term. Mm -hmm. So we have to, and and a lot of times you can get a coach, you can get an accountability, but you can have a training partner. You can have somebody holding you accountable and helping you with this, but you have to match up your short-term actions to your long-term vision. And Mm -hmm. that sounds very straightforward, but it's really hard to action. (laughs) That's the the hardest part about everything is doing the small things consistently well. Yeah. Like I'm, I am, it's no, if you listen to our podcast, it's no surprise. I have big dreams. I have big ambitions. I want to fucking crush shit. I want to (laughs) take over. I want to take over the sports performance world because I know that we can, but I'll be the first one to say it about myself is I work fucking hard, but sometimes I dick around. Like there's some weeks that I I, want to go play rocket league. And I don't match my short-term intentions with my long-term goals. And that's something that I know about myself and I've been trying to consistently fix so that I'm, we just had our year in review, right? Like right before this, there were some things that I was not thrilled about that we did that benchmarks that we didn't hit that pissed me off (laughs) point blank, just straight up fucking pissed me off that we should have been able to get there and we did not. And then when I, we took a break before we came back and did our, our, uh, our highs and lows. And I'm sitting there thinking about the highs and the lows. And I'm like, I have no room to talk on anybody but myself that we didn't get to where we wanted to go. And I could have been more intentional with my short-term goal and my short-term work to get to our long-term goals. And that's just one of those things that in my holistic spectrum in my holistic wellness spectrum, I didn't prioritize what would have gotten me to where I would have been. And that, that is in my realm or in my personal goals, sacrificing some short-term relaxation for long-term growth and long-term business development. Because like I said earlier, business development is one of my main priorities and one of my main goals. Well, you hit on a big topic there, which is reflection, right? Like we have to be honest and reflect on our actions. How many times are we just on autopilot doing what we do same day in, day out, week in, week out, right? Like to create, you know, on cliche number 78, Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Like yep. if, if you don't reflect, see an issue, change it, or reflect, see a positive and lean into it, 
you're not going to change, right? Yep. So like you're not going to accomplish the new goals. You can't do something new if you don't do something new, right? So hitting on that reflection and then again, having somebody to hold you accountable, I think is is pretty irreplaceable because a lot of times we're delusional, you know, whether that's an appropriate level of delusion or uh, <laughs> most times we're delusional. <laughs> Because, right. well, because people don't realize like that's everybody talks about what makes a champion a champion. Everybody, everybody, the cli- another cliche, cliche number 90 yeah. is like you can't have D1 aspirations with uh, college, college ba- or sorry, uh, high school backup work ethic. Right? right. And you don't realize the steps, how hard it is to get where you want to be. Yeah. It's a delusion for the most part is people think they can be accomplish great things with a not so great work ethic. But when it truly works out, when you realize what your priorities are, because the other thing is, sorry to go off on a tangent, is people think they want these goals, but then they get bored with the goals or they, yeah. or they don't like it or they don't get obsessed. <laughs> and I believe obsession leads to greatness for the most sure. part. And if you start working your ass off and it's just, and, and you don't realize, or, or you just start to dislike what you're doing, you're not going to be obsessed with it. You're not going to love, like, you're not going to want to keep pushing forward. So maybe that's just not the right goal for you. That's right. where the reevaluation comes in, where yeah. maybe that's not what you're supposed to do. Like mm-hmm. with what I do, there's obviously ups and downs and ebbs and flows, but at the end of the day, I'm fucking obsessed with what I do. I watch yeah. a crazy amount of film. I work my ass off. I do everything. Yes, there's bad months. Yes, there's rough weeks. Yes, I don't always do all the small things right. But at the end of the day, I'm fucking obsessed with what I do. And I know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that just comes from reflection of myself, personal reflection, where I sit down and think, or partner reflection or group reflection, where I talk with Alex about what did I do right? What did I do wrong? Yeah. Honest feedback that makes me better. And not enough people do honest feedback with other people. Yeah. And like, quite honestly, that's something that I've always been envious of you, Austin, is like, you know what you want and what your purpose is for lack of a better term and you go get it right. Like for a long time, like, I don't know what I want, you know? And I think something that I've been through and that I've created a good process on is like good and bad reasons to continue to pursue something or to abandon it. Right. Like, like let's say, you know, that healthcare and sports performance is your purpose and ambition, right? Mm -hmm. A bad reason to give up on that is that it's hard or that my (laughs) business isn't working right now or that I feel bad about it, blah, blah, blah. Like those are bad reasons to give up on something. You know, a good reason is like, I'm genuinely losing interest in this. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, I don't want to do this today. It's, I don't want to do this any day, every day, right? Right. The last five months, I don't, I wake up and dread having to do shit. Right. Or, or another good reason is I'm not set up for the right, uh, success in this, which change your context or change your goal. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so I think there, there's honest filters that you have to go through and then you have to analyze and take the correct actions, uh, mm-hmm. to get past your goal or to get past what you're doing every day. So it's an interesting paradigm where it's like, you don't just have to stick to the one thing because you said the one thing. Right. Right. It's it's you are shifting and changing as a dynamic individual. Your goals and ambitions and actions should shift to accommodate that. But we all live in the moment and we're all like, I feel this way. My shit should change because I feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, it's is it resistance 
like what is right. it the, the the art of war the or war sorry the of war art. of art yeah. by Stephen Pressfield is it resistance <laughs> or is it disinterest are yeah. you actually now disinterested with that then you should move on or is this just resistance getting in the way of you trying to get to your goal right and so here's you know cliche number one hundred whatever um I heard this a long time I think it's a book by Dan John um he said how you feel is a lie. Yeah. You know, and like, and then that's one of like the hardest questions I have to answer almost daily is like, is how I feel a lie right now? Am I really <laughs> feeling like shit and sore and don't want to train and et cetera or whatever? Or is like, is it genuinely I had two red days in a row and I need to recover? Like, yeah. it, it's really hard negotiation that goes on in your head. And, you know, you're the only one that can really answer that question. Like mm -hmm. I, as a coach, can give you all the biometric feedback and, you know, observational data, whatever bullshit you want. But it's like, you're the only person that can answer that question. Like, is going hard going to serve me well right now? Is continuing on this path going to be a good thing for me? Or do I need to pump the brakes or shift my attitude or shift my direction, whatever? Like, mm -hmm. so I think that's what's missing in a lot of these ambitions, goals, New Year's resolutions, whatever, is you're not honest with yourself and your feedback and you're not aiming towards the right, you know, Northern star. Mm -hmm. You're going in a direction you think is good or somebody else told you is good or is good for somebody else. Bingo. Your coach told you this is what you need to think. And that's sure. not actually what you think. Right. Right. Or like, or for a long time, you can even fall into the trap of like, this is my goal, my coach's expectation of me. So that's mm -hmm. my goal. Yep. You know, it's like, it's like, no, you have to think for yourself, set your own goal. And then your coach can be there to help you with the process. But like, if you don't want it in yourself, it's not an intrinsic motivation. You're not going to get there. You're going to find these excuses to change your short-term actions. You're going to lean into your feels. You're going to do this and that and then fall short. And it's like, oh, man, I don't know why I fell short. It's like because you're not in it. Your heart's not in it. Your mind's not in it. You, It's not yours. There's no ownership. So I think that's a, a really important to, distinction to be made is, is this truly my goal and my purpose and something I want to do? And you can't answer that question right now. As tempting as it is to be like, fuck yeah, this is my thing. I know it right now. You have to answer that question every day, every decision that you make, every rep, every drive to the gym. Like, mm -hmm. is this something I really want to be doing? You know? And then you just find an accumulation of those decisions, right? Like you said, you wake up for five months and I've, and the decision is no, but I'm forcing myself to do it anyway. Okay. Maybe that's not your goal. Yep. Or maybe it's, Yes, hell yeah, I want to be doing this. I don't feel like doing it right now, but I know this is the right thing for me. Then you're probably still on the right track. Because, mm -hmm. like, well, so many people, going back to what you just said, so many people, they're so afraid to say that they were wrong in their goal that they just keep going after the true. wrong goal. Yeah. And they don't realize <sighs> that if you just fucking cut cold, like if you realized honest and truly that this is not the right thing for you then any other mo like moment, minute, second, hour, doesn't matter that you spend going towards that goal is a waste of your fucking time. If that's not what you should be doing, if you really fucking hate that and you really are not interested in that goal, that's a waste of your time. When you could have easily just been honest, said, hey, this ain't for me. I really don't think I should be doing this. And you reestablish what's important to you and you go after what maybe it might be right for you. Like you could spend an extra year going after a goal that's not for you. And that's an extra year that you could be getting better. You should be learning skills. You could be doing different things if you just reestablished what your number one goal is or what your priorities are.
mm-hmm. and then went after that new priority instead of just fucking spinning your tires in the mud going after a shitty goal that wasn't for you. Yeah, and it's so it's such a weird phenomenon because when somebody is in their process and they're in their zone and they're doing it and they're doing their fucking thing, mm-hmm. you can clearly identify that. Like, yep that that person is doing exactly what they should be doing. Yep. You know, and you can see that from almost like an outside perspective and things versus the guy that's bullshit or, you know, just going through it. You know, you can see yep. that, too. And I think we all have really good bullshit radars. Some of us are too polite to not say anything. Some of us are less polite and say everything. So it's like, but I think you can clearly <laughs> identify that shit. Like, it, it's pretty easy to see when somebody's on the right path versus when somebody is. When somebody thinks they're Fucking on the right around. path. Yeah, when well, somebody thinks they're on the right path. Yeah. But, I mean, actionable steps from this, guys. Sure. Is, guys and girls. <laughs> is you need to actually sit down and think about your goals. Don't just say, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. actually sit down, isolate yourself, think about what's important to you, and then rank what's important to you. Because yeah. at least I know that's what has helped me in the past, is sitting down with myself, nobody else talking to me, and writing my shit out. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's helped both of us, I know, is finding somebody you trust and talking to them about things. Because if I talk to Alex about my goals and he real and he knows for a fact that that's not going to be right for me because he knows me and he tr- and I trust him and he trusts me and he knows that that's probably not the right thing and, and that's just a spur of the moment uh, interest that I had, he's going to fucking tell me. Mm-hmm. He's going to be very honest with me and say, "Hey dude, I don't I don't think that's right for you. Like you should reconsider." And not enough people do that, whether it's with your loved ones, with your family, with your wife, girlfriend, fiance, or with a a best friend like like us and and just holding each other accountable and being honest with what what do you want to accomplish? "Hey, is this right for you?" Not enough people yeah. do that, and that should be done with every combat athlete. I think you should at least do that with either a teammate or your coach. Yeah. And that's so important for combat sports specifically because there's such an immense investment you have to make, right? Mm -hmm. Time, effort, energy, all of it. Like combat sports are the hardest sports in the world, period. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you require the most discipline. So it's like, so you would be remiss to jump into it, not knowing. And then, and then you jump into it not knowing you don't have the true motivation. You're going to drop out easy because it's and you're going to get fucking hurt. Shit's hard, man. Yeah, <laughs> shit's hard. So, so I, I, I urge a lot of people and I don't think you should take that decision lightly if you're going to pursue combat sports. Um, but you said one thing and I'm going to build off of it. You said, write it down, right? Sit with yourself, be honest, write it down. I think that's super important because now you have a material thing in your head, in yep. front of you, not just things floating around in your head that could be gone in the next second. Yep. Right. So it's like once you write it down, you can truly tell is this important to me or not. Right. And once you mm-hmm. see it constantly, am I going to act on this or is this something that maybe should have been just an idea that floated by in my head? Um, so I think figuring out that out is really important. But then um, I lost my train of thought. I had somewhere to go off for that. But <laughs> writing it down, I, I think, is is definitely a worthwhile investment. Oh, this is where I was going. And then once you write it down, create a plan around it, right? You have a plan to execute whatever your goal is, whatever your passion, whatever your purpose is. You have that plan and then you have to trial and error that plan because mm-hmm. most of the time you're not going to write a good plan the first time you write a plan. <laughs> like, again, yes. the first time you do anything, you're probably not going to be that good at it. So 
write that plan down, try it out, see what's gone good, what's bad, make small little adjustments and refinements. This is one of my biggest points to, to my fight team this, this week with your new year's resolutions and your new goals and your new word of the year and everything. A lot of times wholesale changes, new year, new me bullshit does not work because it's so unsustainable. It's so different. It's such a big change in your whole action and your whole person and your whole everything. Small little refinements and goals that you can stay consistent at are where your money's made, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you're truly going to in six months develop a new me because you're not going to be a new me in 24 hours. doesn't happen. Cannot happen. So, and that's where, you know, we, we talk about greatness and like, that's where the goats, they've been making slow adjustments and fine tuning their process. And they've been able to accumulate that and stack that year after year, after year, after year, after year, you know, like, you know, like Kobe Bryant, he didn't find his process and then finagle around and then new year, new me. And I'm 24 now I'm going to ball out. No, like he consistently and forever worked harder than anybody else. Yep. Right. And he found that after, you know, 15 years in league. Well, it worked harder in the right direction than sure. anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he made those small adjustments. He didn't branch off and make big adjustments, right? Mm-hmm. He made those small adjustments. So I think that's a, that's an important concept to realize about most everybody's new year's resolutions is like those big lofty goals. Maybe they're the right goal and they can certainly be that, mm-hmm. but they're not the immediate goal. Or they're yeah, not that, the immediate action and process. Yeah, that's not going to be what gets you to like you writing that goal down isn't going to be what gets you to that goal. Right. It's all the small shit you do is going to be what actually helps you attain that goal further down the road. So that's what I got on goal setting. No, I think that's everything. absolutely perfect. Sweet. So if you guys got to get in touch with us, all of our information is in the show notes. So that's going to be emails and Instagrams. Hit us up there. If you want any strength and conditioning programming, a low back course, anything that's going to help you become a better combat athlete and or just a, just a recreational jujitsu player, we have all of those resources at buildingafighter.com available for sale. So buildingafighter.com, that's going to be strength and conditioning programs, healthcare courses, and mobility workshops. This is Dr. Austin Shane. Alex Friedman. And we are out.